We don't do that here. Recording is going. Fifth is bonfire night, right? The eleventh is or say that again. Um the fifth is in fifth of November, bonfire night. Yeah, they have a fight night on uh on the fourth. John oh. Almeida and Derek Lewis. Right. Oh, my boy Derek's fighting. Yay. Yeah, uh, it's a pretty light schedule. I think after after the fourth it gets that's when it starts picking up. Alright. We ready? It's just me. It's more of a personal question. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm ready. ready. Alright. Radio voice. Radio. <clears throat> Alright, here we go. Welcome. Welcome, 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 dearest listeners to the ultimate fucking casual. Who is the ultimate fucking casual? That's me. I don't know a whole lot about MMA. But I'm joined by my good buddy Nathan and the triumphant return from the Shadow Realm. Chief is back. <laughs> yeah. Good to have you back on, buddy. Thank you. It's good to be back. Uh, we have a bit of a light review section, but let's start with UFC breaking their connection, their their bond special relationship with USADA over Conor McGregor. I'm not really... The only thing I can really think on this is, like, this was the hill you chose to die on? It was this? And that's, um... I don't know, can anybody give me more context on what's going on here? Um, well, which side for the hill to die on? Is it is it the UFC wanting to get Connor back for UFC 300 and do their big 50 million pay-per-view buys that they want to do? Or is it a hill to die on from USADA being super strict with the rules? The, the only reason I bring USADA up is because in the past they have openly flouted the rules with the UFC. Uh, one case in point, I bring your attention to Leo. UFC 200, they brought Brock Lesnar back because mm-hmm. John Jones tested positive. Brock Lesnar was allowed to not be in the testing pool for six months, and all he had to—I don't even think he had to submit two um, negative tests. They let they let him fight with no prior testing. This this is when Usada was in the UFC, by the way, not long after it had come in. So there is precedent for the UFC flouting the rules with the permission of Usada. So. Given what's been said by like the CEO of USADA, it seems like there's been a falling out or maybe a bad business deal. I don't know, Nathan. What, do you think it smells any different to that? Yeah, I don't know. It just seems like the UFC is... There's been a number of like really high-profile, I guess you could call embarrassments. Uh, obviously, the John Jones, Pico Graham sort of scandal, which, I mean, people still argue about that to this day. Uh the recent shenanigans with Connor too, of like, will he fight? Will he not fight? Well, he's not in the testing pool. It seems like the UFC wants more leniency with testing overall. And it's like, oh, I don't know if leniency is the right word. I think they still want their fighters to be, they want that image of like a, being a clean sport, but they want, I don't know. I think they want to be able to, you know, continue to make exceptions for guys like Connor. You know they they want it, they want to play it more loose sometimes with their stars like do what you need to do to get 
healthy and back in the cage kind of thing seems to be there uh <laughs> seems the to be there any other time though <laughs> right right it, it's weird you know it's it's business at the end of the day right and usada is you know they want to adhere to their morals shall you say but sometimes they maybe are too heavy-handed with that um in the ufc's eyes and so i think this is just a, a time to split they want to move past it so a parallel that I'm thinking of here is, I think we talked about this last time, Nathan, was that Fountain of Youth thing that I <laughs> mentioned with Steve Kim. And, uh, mm-hmm. But he always, he didn't necessarily only hate Mayweather. He also really disliked USADA as well, citing that, I think, situations that happened in UFC where they are inconsistent in the application of their own rules. And so with Mayweather being as wealthy as he is, why wouldn't, how could he not grease the wheels, so to speak? And UFC, same thing. And I guess, I don't know, do they have, does USADA have new leadership that that wants to um, try to clean up their image? So given we're talking about it, and <laughs> I've jumped on their website and their CEO, Travis Tiger, he, he was the guy who actually came out and was making the statements against the UFC about, you know, Connor and all the, all the disgusting stuff that apparently had gone on. He's been in place since 2007. So, oh, so that's the, not the case. Yeah, so Dana <laughs> inked a deal with this guy a few years ago and shook hands and he was very happy with the deal that they shook. It's, it's clear that something has changed in the last two or three years um i don't mean to jump off a tangent but the company that the ufc say they're going to use now can either of you remember what they're called it's like it's like drug-free sport or something like that oh is it really yeah yeah that's it drug-free sport international so this is who the ufc has said they're going to keep using um now that usada have gone um (laughs) whoa jesus christ a wholly owned subsidiary of zufa so well this would be more well, more for the American people, but apparently trusted by more than 300 sport and athletic organizations, including the NFL, I think that's the MLB, NBA, LPGA, NASCAR, CrossFit, NCAA. So really? apparently these guys are legit, but I'd never heard of them before. Same. I haven't heard of them either. With, with the name like Drug Free Sport, how could you ever doubt them? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. Can I, can I correct it? I don't, I don't. I don't want them to be sending us any lawsuits. Their full name is Drug Free Sport International TM. So just just to clear that one up. So apparently they do anti-doping services, healthcare. It looks like they're just going to do collection testing, that sort of stuff. But uh, have you? It, oh, sorry. Go, go ahead. I, the last thing I was going to mention because I've just remembered it. <laughs> Do you remember when, uh, who was it who popped for, um, TJ, TJ popped for EPO, right? And do you remember they said, uh, USADA came back and they said, oh yeah, we don't test for EPO every time we test the fighters. And Dana came out and he was like, what do you mean you don't test for EPO? <laughs> it's like, Dana, how can you not know what they do and don't test for when you inked this deal yeah. with this company? I just, it stinks to me, honestly, guys. I don't mean to be a conspiracy theorist, but it stinks to high heaven. Cod is clearly on the juice to get back in. I don't Look, he snapped his leg enough. Yeah, no kidding. Yeah, let let the guy juice, but also let him get clean in our courts before he comes back. Cycle off properly. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, let him cycle off. Huh. 
have you read have you seen the google reviews for this drug-free sport company uh that, yeah. oh, five star heaven first review five stars the best place for steroid free <laughs> horse meat and the next review is one stars went with my friend tj dillashaw here and they gave us free juice <laughs> <laughs> i was gonna mention like isn't it pretty much accepted that like nfl guys and stuff and uh, other yeah. major pro sports at, like at least u.s pro sports are they're they're like superhuman freaks majorly in part because they're able to get away with performance and enhancing substances in, in the nfl aren't, aren't they allowed to use i think they're allowed by their uh, policy to use steroids for recovery yeah i'm pretty sure the nfl are allowed to do that that's quite a weird that that's a that's obviously just a rule that's put there so that people can get around the rules yeah. basically isn't it quote unquote recovering from an injury yeah. yeah exactly at least it seems in this for Connor's case it is true that he is recovering from an injury and so you you juice to get back to a elite form and then you're supposed to stop yeah. just like cross my heart hope to die I definitely stop putting steroid needles in my eye <laughs> that's weird <laughs> is USADA a like a for-profit business yeah or is it a government entity they're a government, yeah they're, they're a government organization because they go they went after a thing you remember they were they they became to note right because of lance armstrong case right yeah when he was going out he was actively saying fuck you i didn't you know i was never taking any stuff you can't say i was and it turned out he was um yeah i think uh i think they're a government agents Ooh. In 2001, USADA was recognized by the U.S. Congress as the official anti-doping agency for the Olympic, Pan-American, and Paralympic sports in the U.S. So, government-sanctioned. Yeah, government-sanctioned, if nothing, if nothing else. Hmm. So, are we going to blame this on Sleepy Joe? It seems like this is Sleepy Joe's fault now. Thanks Isn't for... Joe asleep on a beach? I'm sure it's in a picture <laughs> of him today on a beach asleep on a deck chair. <laughs> definitely not guy. the place to be right now big dog <laughs> he's, he's some guy uh, <laughs> you Americans or something else oh man interesting situation but uh, <laughs> I, I guess we see where like the, the whole to me the whole image of a clean whatever clean sport is pretty much out the window not that it was fully in to begin with it has been during our lifetimes as well, right? I can't. You think about it. Like I was born in the in the early nineties. <laughs> you can go back and find like lots of cases of people juicing. But I mean, I th I'm sure weren't. Is it? Is just juicing go back to like the seventies or the sixties? Wasn't that when a lot of the Russians developed like a lot of the compounds like Turinabol? I think. Like the cold, the Cold War era. Yeah, it's like the Olympics. Uh, um, yeah. The Olympic race, kind of like the space race. Yeah, so to 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 think that any top level sport has any sort of level of cleanliness is is folly, isn't it? It's it was huge in bodybuilding, and then uh, Arnold came out with the movie Pumping Iron, and then it blew up even further. And I believe he has his own bodybuilding circuit or like competition, like the Arnold Classic, that specifically yeah. doesn't test, not like 
the other ones that do. It, it's a joke, isn't it? Because we, we're looking at these people in front of us on stage that if we'd walked around the rest of our lives on this planet, we would never see another human that looked like these people on stage in front of us. And there's some sort of allure that these people are clean or natural. It's just a joke, isn't it? <laughs> like, at least Arnold's honest. Yeah. You know, at least, at least he's out front and he's like, yo, these people are juicing. Like, how, how do you think they get this big? You know, it's, especially when... Ah, yeah. oh, man. It, yeah, it, and it's funny how it, it's not, it bleeds past sports. Like, you look at, like, the the fitness industry as a whole. Oh, hell yeah. Like, Every, like you know people like liver king that are obviously on like a pharmacy of drugs <laughs> but his whole thing was like oh i'm eating natural and i'm just you know I, this is a totally natural physique you could attain too if only you ate like raw organ meat <laughs> it's like or this super awesome product that i'm yeah i sell yeah selling right. it's to a you. supplement i'm getting uh yeah i was uh i was gonna bring that up next was the like the fitness influencers or um, I remember when I was powerlifting, the it was always like, "I'm all natty, you're all jelly." That was the <laughs> thing. And seeing some of the other guys like that were lifting, and they were lifting a lot more than I was. I'm like, "Fuck, man! Like, I am all natty, and I am all jelly." <laughs> I, uh, I, I think I re- I realized when I was like, uh, I think I was 16 years old at the time. I was, I was playing, playing rugby for my local team at the time, and I, I think I played for like the, the under 18s or something like that. But anyway, I was I was in a dressing room with like an older age group than than I was. Like so, it was like it was people older than me, and they would you know, further on in life and doing things. But like this is an amateur rugby club. They they were the the lads were openly passing around steroids, and like um, one of I can, I can speak openly to this because like I've used it before, but um, ephedrine. You know, I don't know if you've used it before, Leo, but like, it gives you literally super stamina. That like, was. I'm not um, joking. I'm, I'm, was that I'm the shit joking. that was in Jack 3D? Uh, no, no, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. Uh-huh. But I had, I, I did, t- I took the legit Jack 3D. I, did you ever take it? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> It'd make your face like, just like tingle to to high heaven. Yeah, the beta alanine content was yeah. really high. Yeah, I think ephedrine, I think it's called. It's like synthetic adrenaline, and it, it was like a pill you take, and then you just feel like you just never get tired, basically. That's how, how it feels. It, you honestly do feel superhuman. Like, that's the only yeah. way I can describe it. Like, there's, there's no empty stamina. Like, you never feel out of breath. It's, it's amazing. Motherfucking WWE, WWF <laughs> at the time, used to market pills that did that. Did they? Yeah. Um, oh. it, the um, the little logo was a wasp or something. I forget what it's called though. I used to take those. Yeah, it's um. So so yeah. So and it, I, I, the point I was trying to make is these these sort of drugs they're prevalent across all levels. All elite near, competition. Near, not even elite competition. You look at amateur. If it's happening in amateur competition, what do you think's happening when there's money involved in the elite game? Yeah, the good stuff. With like a legit chemist that's measuring it Who's, out for you. Yeah, he's like, well, these these people they get designer steroids, don't they? They get like these synthetic cocktails. Like, wasn't the uh, Rochenkov? Wasn't he making his compounds into like drinks for the athletes in Russia? Like, wasn't that his deal? Wasn't he like making putting it into like shots of vodka or whiskey or something like that? 
if I remember rightly. The guy who di- who was a uh, Manny Pacquiao's strength and conditioning coach, I think, is was Ariza was his name. Uh, Ariza, yeah, Ariza. He, that, that dirty bastard. The, the special shake that they called it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I just recall uh, Freddie Roach calling him a Mexican motherfucker before <laughs> before a little brawl ensued. They said uh, after the fight that like one camp they focused on like cardio too much or like he was like he had too big of a role in camp did that guy apparently and that's why they got rid of him. I don't quite buy that, but oh man, that's a lot of steroids talk. Uh, sorry, yeah. <laughs> no, it's fine. Let's <laughs> let's roll into our recaps here. Uh, UFC Fight Night at the Apex on October fourteenth. Oh, man, oh, man, from the bottom up, Christian Rodriguez versus Cameron Simon. These were bantams. Marc-Andre Barriol versus uh, Michel Pereira, middleweights. Jonathan Martinez ranked 13th versus Adrian Yanez ranked 14th at bantamweight. Jennifer Maya ranked 9th. Vivian Araujo ranked 11th at flyweight. And, holy shit, this was entertaining. Uh, Sadiq Youssef ranked 11th versus Edson Barbosa ranked 13th at featherweight. That was a really fun fight. Um, I honestly don't remember that much about the others, but this was great. Yeah, this is maybe a contender for a comeback of the year, uh, Youssef versus Barbosa. I mean, Barbosa was in so much trouble in the first round. Like, I <laughs> yeah, cannot he believe he survived. Yeah. Uh, and then just very slowly started to chip away and come back, and round three landed that that sensational head kick and mm-hmm. after that it was Barboza's fight to lose Yusuf that was his first time going past three rounds he'd never been to like championship rounds as it were so that I don't know the how much that really played into it because he still seemed he was obviously behind and but he was still game he was still trying so I'm not sure if that was he seemed to be okay like all the way to the end like he wasn't out of stamina he was getting hit a lot so there's that but i don't know he seemed, yeah, he, he seemed he, contentious he, he was he definitely was going for it but he didn't have quite have the explosiveness he had in the first round absolutely not there, there wasn't wasn't the same kind of steam on his punches and i think that really really did play a, a factor in this as yusuf started losing steam um barbosa really did start stepping up his offense and the it peaked at that a wonderful kick. <laughs> oh, that was great. I'm I'm still excited to see more about Yusuf though, because that was a really good outing for his like first time under the big lights or the bigger lights. <laughs> the biggest lights, maybe for him, maybe. It, he only did drop one one spot in the rankings, uh, which is again just a nice thing about the UFC. You can have a a really competitive loss and not suffer for it. Right context matters a little more yeah the, the the zero isn't as valued as it is in boxing nowhere near as much yeah that was mma does that so much better than boxing yeah. does even even khabib who does have a zero people that sort of openly disrespect him i'd say in his record to some degree there's people that don't really you know think it's that great a record but um I think I think the UFC as well with their love of sort of making their fighters fight who they want to like what they're going to do with Leon and um, Colby. I think it sort of um, it breeds that atmosphere of fighters not being able to hold on to the earth for long enough because if you've got a certain style of fighter, 
like Khabib, for example, like he know he didn't fight really many elite strikers early on. He fought sort of novice wrestlers in the early Dagestan days. Yeah, I, I think Khabib just gets some weird disrespect because he's partially because he's undefeated. It's like people. One thing that's nice when you do lose your O is like you gain a certain amount of respect from all your haters. It's like okay, you they challenge can, yourself. They can exhale. Well, maybe not just that, but they can exhale and they can find like, okay, you lost, and they 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 feel like they got Would one you... over on the guy that beat them, or yeah. the guy that beat he's... all their favorite guys. He's human, effectively. He can be beat. That's I think that I think that plays a part in it. I know before in the boxing world, like before Mayweather, outside of the like the Mayweather level of competition, having being undefeated was more more a sign that you're like a your neighborhood good you've never really stepped out of your own country or like you've never really fought anybody of note and that's how like they pad your record as you climb into into the higher tiers and but then like the the mayweather part of it was you know if you're not undefeated then you're uh, you're shitty and not worth paying attention to Mm -hmm. and i feel like that's starting to fade i hope so I don't know if I'm being too optimistic. Yeah, it, it it definitely is, but it you, at the very top levels, I mean, like when Spence lost to Crawford, you had guys like Stephen A. Smith saying that Spence should immediately retire. And it's like, why? <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> he's, got, he's got at least three more years ahead of him that he could compete at a very high level and still win. It's like one bad loss and that's it. Throw in the towel, give up. This guy, like, how many bet did Spence have four belts before? Like, this guy three. was, a, you know, four belt, three belt champion. Like, oh, he needs to retire now after that loss to the best fighter at 147 around yeah. at the moment. Come on. Of the two people in that conversation, it's Stephen A. Smith that needs to retire. Like, Spence, yeah, Spence is fine. There's nothing wrong with losing to Terrence Crawford. There really isn't. Like, I don't know. If he lost to, like, Stanny Onis, then I might be having a little bit of a having some questions but so I'll, I'll try give Stephen A. Smith let, let's try give an alternative point of view I'll try give him some benefit of the doubt it maybe did he mean that because we, we all know if we speak honestly it wasn't the fight we expected Spence didn't turn up in air quotes definitely is that maybe what Stephen A. Smith meant did he mean that Spence looked like he didn't have it anymore and he needs to finish so no <laughs> even I don't I, believe that. No. <laughs> I, I mean, even if he did, it, it's just a terrible argument. It's like, yeah, you know, from a guy who's maybe gotten rocked badly once in his career, maybe twice. It's like, yeah, it, there's definitely long-term consequences to taking a beating like that. But you know, you don't rush to the retirement button the second you lose. It's it just a, it's a different sport because you could hammer a team, you know, every week you know, like the Cowboys or something like that, or, you know, uh, like the Nets or the Lakers, you know, because they play all the time. But, you know, you, you never see them treating a loss or even like a failed playoff run as like the end of the world like they seem to do for like a big boxing event. Hyperbole is not, doesn't really exist in other sports that have more outings. I think yeah, like losing's the, just, it's, oh, sorry, go on now. I was going to say like the, you could be really, the, the normal hyperbolic stuff for sports is, oh, they need to trade such and such a guy or they need to fire such and such a coach or GM. But in there's like no one really like to, to fire in 
in boxing. It's just the one guy in the ring. There's not a teammate you can pin the loss. So when they fail on a big stage, it's like, oh, well, you should just quit fighting altogether or something along those lines. That's that's the their version of hyperbole. Uh, let's get into UFC 294. Because this, uh, I joined in late on watching this, but uh, bottom up, uh, Saeed Nurmagomedov gets the submission in one versus uh, Muin Gafarov. These are bantams. Ooh. Nasruddin Imamov uh, ranks. Ooh. Real quick, we do have to we have to uh, mention Saeed real quick. Oh, um, okay. I, Chief may not be a fan, but I mean, wow! I mean, what a what a fantastic quick finish there and i mean whether we like it or not it seems like the the dagestanis are taking over because this is a uh, khabib's cousin here mm. who uh just dusted his competition with basically no resistance this is khabib's cousin and then the yes. du- the dude in bellator is islam's uma no no U- uma Nurmagomedov is khabib's little brother i think he's the one in bellator and saeed is his cousin I don't think there isn't another Makachev, is there? I don't think Islam has any family fighting. I could be wrong on that, but I know there's there's like two or three Nurmagomedovs, definitely. His stable mates are his family now. Uh, <laughs> the Dagestani takeover, I mean, dog. I mean, they're all brothers anyway, aren't they, in that corner of the world? So. Yeah. Dagestanis. <laughs> Yeah, mate, you said it. Don't get political on me now. We've oh. already 40 minutes. We haven't mentioned World War Three yet. <laughs> it was. I mentioned more like they got that dog in them as a positive thing. Uh, uh, Big dog. The dogs standings. try hug you to death when they fight. I, I, when I watch dogs fight, they try bite you to death. They don't try hug you to death. <laughs> oh, <laughs> shit. That was getting back. political. That was a good one. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> Don't leave that in, please. I don't want. I don't want the SEAL Team Six taking me out tomorrow. <laughs> uh, uh, okay, so bantamweight. Um, this is uh, O'Malley's division, right? Yes. Yes. For now. Okay. So, hmm. how how much is left before he gets to that top five level? Because if he's not ranked now, it's one of the toughest divisions. That isn't it. Um, we've, we've we've talked about this a lot before, haven't we? Like the top ten is super stacked at bantamweight. Yeah. Like super duper stacked. Um, he probably he probably needs a couple more. Um, yeah, I'd say two more. Like you're not going to give him somebody. Um, I need to get the rankings on now. Yeah. Um, rankings. Umar is number twelve. Um, right. So the top five, the... Peter Jan, Kaikara yeah. France, Kaikara France. That would be like a perfect step up fight for him in maybe a fight or two's time. I think somebody mm. around like five, six, seven. Whoa, no, Umar's eighth apparently. The hell mm. am I looking at? Oh, is he? I'm I'm on Topology. What are you on? Uh, UFC.com. Oh. oh shit! Yeah, that's what we're on. Ba has Kai Kara France left the division? Did I make him up? It seems so because he's not. He's not listed. <laughs> he's not there, is he? He's not there, is he? Um, no, he is Martin. a flyweight. He's a flyweight. Oh, is he flyweight? Um, Malon Vera, somebody like that, maybe. I think that'd be an easy win for um, Umar. Probably. That's uh, Cheeto. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, that is true, yeah. Or I, someone like Rob Font, too. I mean, he'd probably roll yeah. Font. Man. Font's a striker as well, and it? That'd be an easy matchup, I think. Oh, it should be an easy matchup for him. Hmm. I feel like I just watched Ricky Simon fight. I think we did. Yeah. The two first names always, like, stick in my head. <laughs> Um, anything more on Nurmagomedov before we keep going up? All right. Uh, Nasruddin Imavov, ranked 11th. He knocks out Ikram Aliskarov. Uh, this, this is, uh, wrong. Um, is it? He, yeah, so, uh, Imanov pulled out for some reason or another. I'm not exactly sure. And Aliskarov fought, uh, a Brazilian. Let me see. Interesting. Warley Alves. And it was Aliskarov who, who won by KO. Uh, oh, okay. Uh, I'll correct that in a moment on the paper. Well, it doesn't really matter if it's on corrected on paper. Let's so Aliskarov wins by KO one. Uh, this is where I joined in. This was what a uh, con- uh, Magomed Ankalev, Ankalev, Ankalev. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Now, Johnny Walker. Yeah, first Johnny Walker. I was trying to think of how do I want to phrase this because they ruled it a no contest. <laughs> I don't that that doesn't that doesn't gel with me. I don't think that's what happened. Uh, it looked to me like a fucking disqualification. That's what I saw. So the sequence of events, um, there was a Walker was like in a down position, and Uncle Iev need him in the head, which obviously not good. Um, the they had the doc review, and he decided that Johnny Walker was not able to continue, and it was ruled an unintentional foul. That's kind of where they lose me. Like That shit was not... That was fucking deliberate. Absolutely deliberate. But we got a no contest. It it was definitely a deliberate strike. Um, It's weird because there are some... There's other MMA promotions that will allow you to knee someone with a, with their knee on the ground. And when you're up against the cage like that, sometimes, you know, people will kind of try and post and they'll slowly try and raise up off the cage. And so maybe he thought Walker had his knee just hovering off the ground or he's in, in the process of getting up. So, you know, it, it's illegal by by definition of law, but I wouldn't say in that moment, it didn't look like a uniquely dirty move. It wasn't like... Uh, Piotr Jan and Aljamain Sterling. He was but kind nonetheless, of like, it was illegal. He was like floating or hover. He had him. Um, uh, Uncle Iev was like on his back, kind of, and wasn't really looking at feet or knees or anything. Right. Yeah. I don't think there's anybody saying. Um, everybody's got the same opinion on this, right? I, I, I um, am I right on that? Like Walker yeah. should have been allowed to continue, and it was an illegal strike. The doctor fucked up. Like, and yes, absolutely. As we, as we're gonna get to, this isn't the first time that the doctor's fucked up tonight. I don't know what they're teaching them in medical school over in fucking Abu Dhabi, but they need to they need to get back over to the west to figure this shit out. Was he a local doctor? It will have been. They will have been. Yeah, it will have been. Hmm. Because he'll have, he'll have had to he'll have had to speak with the um, Dagestani fighters as well. That'll be why they've had a local guy. In. Mm, I see. Yeah, but that was part of the weird stuff because Johnny is, speaks Portuguese as a first language, and so he's asking yes. this guy something in like broken English, and he's like mm-hmm. over the the roar of this crowd, and he, you know, it's like 
he didn't, I guess, didn't hear his answer or didn't like his answer, and he just waved it off when Walker should have been allowed five minutes, and if he couldn't continue, he can't continue. But he was up on his feet. He seemed, you know, he was rocked initially, but he seemed cognizant at the moment. If you give him three more minutes to recover, right. that fight could continue. I think uh, he wasn't able to spell Abu Dhabi United Arab Emirates backwards. Um, in in Flemish. Yeah, while in Flemish, <laughs> while walking a tightrope. Yeah, the, he just the he was. Yeah, he wasn't able to continue. Makes perfect sense. I don't, you said what? So just to, for the listeners, what what actually happened is the doctor came and he asked him, "Do you do you know where you are? Or like, where are you?" Well, that was the gist of the question. And to that, I think Johnny was a little bit confused, and he said, "The desert," which. Not wrong. Not wrong. It's not I guess. incorrect. But <laughs> I'm not sure I'd also say it was correct either. But the doctor fucked up. I mean, yeah. What it's was... a shame, isn't it? Because Johnny's a great fighter to watch. And yeah, that he's was going to be a great fight. Yeah, they were. It seemed like a heated, uh, I don't know, dynamic between the two. He's yeah. definitely down to, th- to throw down and. Man, I, I feel like we got robbed of something special because I think Ankulaev ultimately would have won, but like Walker was trying to throw out the big guns. Like he threw a fake, he like faked being hurt to the body and threw that flying knee. <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, just missed by inches. I mean, he was ready to go out on his shield. And I mean, that it could have been a very explosive fight. And so I'm still very salty about getting robbed of this. He's a walking highlight reel. Either he's going to get a highlight fucking knee to your face. Or he's going to get a highlight knockout loss. The guy's great. Uh, I love Johnny Walker. We've been betting against him in like in perpetuity since we started this. And, man, as much as I might continue to bet against him, like yeah, he's going to lose. <laughs> uh, nonetheless, I'm still excited to see Johnny Walker's name on, on any card. Yeah, he's, he's unbelievably fun to watch. I mean, he just does the craziest shit. He's, he's goofy. Yeah. And he's like super big and long, so you know when he lands something, he's going to put somebody to sleep. Uh, you mentioned that this isn't the only time the doctor messed up. What was the other fight? Because I don't uh, the cup, the cup one that was on the prelims, right? The guy who got hit in the balls, and the doctor was like, "Nah, you didn't get hit in the balls, mate." What? I didn't. Did, I didn't heard? see that. You, you... <clears throat> All right. Okay. So I can't remember the name of the fighter now, but there was a guy. He was on the showing my casualness. Maybe I'm the ultimate fucking casual here. Do you do you remember the guy's name, Nathan? Oh, I Please had say. it in my head. I'm the ultimate casual too today. Um, <laughs> I, I, had, I I knew his name yesterday, and I don't remember it now. Let me see if he, we can uh, dig it back up. Uh, Elliot yeah, so, Mokayev? Uh, no, Tim Elliot versus Mokayev? Vic, Vic, Victor Henry. Victor, Victor Henry, Henry. Uh, yes. Holy shit, yeah, so luscious got... locks over here. He got he got hit in the ball. He got a cup shot, and then the doctor comes in, and he says, "No, you didn't get hit in the balls to the guy." He, he says, "You didn't." And then, the, so, so, so this happens, right? And the guy backstage has to go get an MRI on his balls because they're so fucked up. Like the the doc the doctor just completely got it wrong. I just can, can you believe going into the cage and telling a fighter who's clear like. 
My uh, testicles just, hurt. No, they don't. Are you kidding me? What did he do to test that? Did he pull out like a little like <laughs> abacus or something? And was like, hmm, your balls don't look that bad. <laughs> it's like, the thing is for us, there's three men, right? When 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 you get hit, it's not something you can fake, is it? Like it's oh, like absolutely a, not. It's an extremely specific type of pain that you can't really. And and when you see somebody get one, you cringe yourself. The sympathy you pain a little yourself. bit, even. Yeah, you feel it for them, and that doctor was like, "Nah, you're lying." <laughs> I was. <laughs> so that makes me think of uh, like a story I heard of somebody who was like he was acting in um, uh, just a, a drama on TV, and he got hurt. Uh, just like messing around on set and they so they sent him to he referred to it as a hollywood doctor and like their job is to just patch you up kind of dope you up a little bit so you don't feel feel pain so that you can continue working yeah so you can get back to get back to acting so that's what i maybe that's what this doctor was trying to do like uh trying to keep the action continuing maybe he's a one fc doctor more action (laughs) <laughs> or a Muay Thai uh, ref. <laughs> you, you weren't throwing enough prior to this kick. You need to shake this this off. Yeah, I'm gonna need more elbows to your fucking face before I'm gonna no, step in. Walk off that ball shot, mate. Hey, just just go take some deep breaths over there. That'll sort your balls out. Don't worry about it. That's at least like half an hour. <laughs> yeah, can, can you imagine a guy telling you, "No, you didn't. No, you're not. No, you're not feeling it." Even like a, a something that's that's like a professional fighter that's hitting you in your groin. That's yeah. going to hurt for a lot for quite a bit of time. Like even just something that's accidental that hurts for like five to ten fucking minutes. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, there's, there's different levels, isn't there? If you get like that light tap, it just like it's like that sort of sharp stinging pain. Isn't it? But if you get like a full black blunt force impact. You get that like feeling in the pit of your stomach, don't you? Yep. Yeah. And it's oh, God. I can't even talk about it. It's making me feel bad. <laughs> well, maybe uh, he can start start a club with Alexander Usyk. Like <laughs> 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 uh, uh, some kind of relief uh, foundation for yeah. people who've been punched or kicked in the balls. Um, let's continue to Kamaru Usman's. Middleweight debut in a loss to Kamsat uh, Shimaev, ranked fourth at middleweight. Um, Paulo Costa was supposed to be the guy, but he dropped out. And enter the Nigerian nightmare. They gave it was a majority decision. Um, I don't know. Like Usman was competitive, but I'm not sure if there was a draw. I don't know how you could arrive at a draw. Uh. Uh, I, I think the the guy who who gave that score he gave ten eight to Shemaev and then he gave ten nine to Usman on the last two rounds, which I think is kind of a dubious score that doesn't really check out even with like the UFC's scoring in mind, which doesn't always reflect what the fans see. So there's his damage trumps all. I could see him waiting. Uh, Usman strikes in the second and oh, third round higher yeah. than the ground control. But even then, that's like such a stretch. Like, I, I'm on board with giving Usman round two. That's what my scorecard looked like. But I don't know about giving him both the second and the third. That doesn't really check out to me. 
Did they fly yeah. out the fucking dude that scored um, Grasso <laughs> Shevchenko too? Like, I'm not, Honestly, they might have. I'm not sure yeah. where these people are fucking landing on these scores. It doesn't make any sense. Yeah. I am. Um, I'm. I'm going to go in actually. No, fuck it. I, I think Hamzat was absolutely atrocious yesterday. I think he really should have finished Usman, who fucking rolled off the couch what ten days ago, and turned up on weight to fight this guy. He's, he's lost his last two fights as well, Usman. Don't forget, he's coming off two losses, and Hamzat can't even finish this guy. And he's meant to be this big scary killer. And Usman, as we've seen, is he's maybe a little bit unfair, but he's. I think Usman's on the slide down, right? Or it seems so. About, I expect that's why he moved yeah. up. Yeah, exa- exactly. So Hamzat, sh- Hamzat probably had what he had a he had a big weight advantage on this guy. He actually trained for the camp. He knew he was fighting here. Poor performance yesterday from him. Really poor. What is RG at? Yeah, call him? And, come shot. I'm 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 holding. Yeah, he calls him come shot. I'm holding him to stand it. Everybody says he's this killer and he's going to be the double champ at 70 and 85 and he's going to, you know, he's going to kill everybody. I really just don't see it. After the Gilbert Burns fight, that was the one that woke me up. I, 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 just, I think he's human. He can be beat. Even if it's not by Edwards, it'll be by somebody else. Somebody will get him. And I think the really telling thing for me on that was like at the end of the fight, he looked exhausted and Usman still looked yeah. fresh. Like he had to be counting his blessings that this wasn't a five round affair. And this was against a guy who was not, didn't have a full training camp. He was probably just doing normal stuff in the gym when he got his call. Like it's a pretty big, you know, a thing to overcome. And I think we have to give Usman a lot of credit here. I mean, he, as, as we'll see between this fight and the next fight, this is the good side of taking a, you know, short notice, uh, a short notice fight, right? Even in the loss, he he raises his stock substantially. Like, oh, hey, yes. Usman may not be washed here. He might actually have some stuff left in the tank huh. if he's able to. I can hang, you know, with this guy. So, right, like, and even if like you know he got taken down pretty quickly, that's like something that we've never seen it happen to Usman. But like, I'm very I'm very ready to give him the benefit of the doubt of not having preparation. And the fact that he endured that in the first round and was still competitive, I think you really have to give him props for that. I think did did Hamzat break his hand as well? I, I mean, I don't, I don't want to slag him off because I, I might break my hand a little. But I think backstage when he was walking back, I think there was some rumorings that Hamzat's broken his hand, so he's not going to be fighting soon. Because that was the thing that was saying, oh, he's, he's going to be fighting again soon because apparently you know he sorted out his inactivity issues, but. I don't think yeah. Hamzat for a while. Yeah, Hamzat said that he probably broke his hand. So this was, I guess, after the, this is in the post fight that he said this. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure how how I would rate that. Shemayev. I think elite opponent or not, if you're fighting someone on 11 days notice, you have no business not, you know, thrashing them. Right. Yeah. Uh, you know, unless I mean, this is subject to change. If Usman goes on some crazy winning streak and he's suddenly back in title contention or wins the title again, you know, maybe we revisit this. But at the moment, like it, it like Chief <laughs> said, it is disappointing uh, for a guy who's kind of billed as like the next big thing. All right, another short notice opponent, Alexander Volkanovsky gets knocked out in the rematch with Islam Makashev. Um, 
I'd, I'd, uh, me, me and Nathan talked about this before, but I'd, I'd quite like to have a, just a, not on the fight, but I don't, Nathan, did you, sorry, Leo, did you catch his post-fight press conference after? No, I didn't catch the post-fight. Uh, wait, I, I did for uh, Volkanovski. I remember his. Yeah, Volkan, yeah. Volkanovski, it was pretty poignant, right? I was... I'm done, you know, I'm done here. That. I'm going to featherweight. No, no, he was sort of, he was alluding to sort of struggling mentally with like not fighting oh yeah keep I mean? me like, busy. yeah yeah but it, the, it was sort of a bit more on that you know what he was talking about and you know it's i really sympathize with him at that part i sort of looked at him you could see a sort of guy that was really sort of struggling um you could see you could see it was it, it messed with him that he, he didn't have a fight booked or either he he's not going to be able to stop fighting i worry for volkanovsky after that press conference yesterday i really do it's sad of me to see that yeah it's like for someone who's like done as much for the sport and really kind of cemented himself as one of the all-timers yeah this could be the start of like a really sad decline like we we just got done watching or still in the process i guess of watching this happen to tony ferguson um and i really do not want that to happen to volk um (laughs) the good news i think I mean, we have to give Islam his his flowers here. I mean, he really is all that. Um, for someone who is, like, totally dominant on the ground to also be dominant in the striking, I mean, it's really hard to see who beats him now. I mean, Charles obviously is out there. Charles has the power to do it. But, like, man, this is, like, this is a complete UFC fighter. Um, you know, so... Volk losing to him, I don't think that spells the end for his career by any means, but if he's hung up mentally on, I need to be active all the time, I need to rush back and fight to, you know, to Poria or someone else in January or February, it's like, nah, man, just like, kick back, recover, and, you know, come back when you're ready and you're hungry. It's like, you don't need to force yourself to fight. It's a great way to get yourself re-injured. Yeah, he, um, when it, the first thing that came to my mind when I was watching the press yesterday with him was CTE. That was that was honestly the first thing that came to my mind. And like you say, Volkanovski has been a great for this sport. I mean, the last fight with Islam at the start of this year. I mean, we, we all instead of watch it, how amazing was that fight? How great was it for the sport? You know, it was un- unbelievable. And did did UFC have that big of a presence in Australia before Volkanovski? No, um, no, they they definitely didn't. They definitely didn't. So Volkanovski yeah. is the Australian guy. Yeah, they they had cards in Sydney before, yes. but like Volk, once Volk was there, that's when they really got fired up and rowdy. Yeah, for sure. Aussies get behind their people. Yeah, they really do. Um, he's a fellow rugby fan. He's a fellow <laughs> rugby man as well as Volk. So, and he's a small man. You know. Yeah, it makes sense. Uh, you got it. Short short kings got to stick together. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> short kings. We got to stick together, mate. Uh, wait. What? What's um? There's league and union for rugby. But yeah, he uh, he was he was a rugby he was a rugby league player before he um, started doing MMA. And there's like the famous misquote that he was 260 pounds when he was a rugby player. And that's often misquoted. I think isn't the actual figure he was like 190 pounds or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> 190. 260 yeah, yeah, fucking pounds. Yeah. 
it, it kind of became a meme that sort of inflated every year and got even more. It was like Volkanovski's now like five hundred pounds when he said, <laughs> "Let me get the truck." <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah, that's um, uh, that's what I was gonna say. Like that has to be like a fishing story. This shit gets bigger so, every time. <laughs> if if you Google Volkanovski rugby, the next word that it that it also fills in for you is weight. <laughs> and then the, 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 oh, oh man, this is a this is a great picture. He's five foot oh, six. Man. What the hell? How, yeah, yeah, he's two hundred and sixty pounds. That's like a bro, tank. Yeah, Leo, he's, that, that's literally like what my my physique size. He's like the same dimensions as me. Oh, f what is that? What the fuck is that? iPhone file. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why it's done that. Um, try that one instead. You can see the picture of him, and you can see that he's clearly not 260 pounds. On yeah, right. definitely not. Yeah, but um, but yeah, I think Still he was like a he was... meatball of a human. Absolutely. Oh yeah, he'd, he'd have been a big boy for sure. Yeah, he'd have been a big boy. Did you when he got the call from the UFC? He said he was 181 pounds, like 12 days yeah. ago. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's and he <laughs> cuts down to 145. That's unreal. Like no, like no wonder he was able to sprawl with Islam and hold his own. I mean, the guy's massive. Yeah, he's he's really got it. To be honest, Volkanovski, seeing him perform so well in the sprawls, it gives me confidence to think if I ever came up against the Dagi Scanny guy, I'd just employ some of my rugby tackle takedowns, and maybe I'm getting that way. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, something. Um... So another thing that Volkanovski mentioned that I that I mentioned a bit ago was that he's not, he's done trying to fight at lightweight. Well, he's lost twice now, hasn't he? Yeah. To the champ. He's probably not going to get a third chance. That's probably why he was uh, saying that. It also made me think of um, so Volkanovski's beaten pretty much everybody at featherweight, right? Right. Okay. Except for Taporia. Taporia was floated as his next fight, and he's that's probably who he'll fight next. So if he beats Taporia, he's beaten everybody he can. Uh, if he goes up to lightweight, is uh, he's gonna start finding some serious challenges? Apparently, um, is this like is he gonna do? I don't think it would be a good idea if, if his mental state isn't right to pull like the Korean zombie thing. Like I've done all I can, and I started fighting to be the best, and it's not happening anymore. Yeah, I think he'll give it one more go. You, obviously, he just doesn't have the right to challenge for the belt, even if it does switch hands. You can't throw him immediately with the champ. You got to make him win two or three fights at lightweight. But, you know, against like, uh, you know, you put him up against Michael Chandler or, you know, Benili Dariush. It's like, you know, there, there's a chance for him there. But, you know, like I said, we're going to have to see what ha how he looks post head kick knockout. And, you know, is assuming he wins against Deporia, I think he will win that fight. But yeah, I think that I think you could probably I wouldn't bet my life savings on it, but you, you could probably bet a large chunk of money he's going to beat Tapor. Tapori is just too simple, isn't he? He's got very basic striking. He doesn't have any head movement. Yeah, like Volk's gonna. Yeah. It would look a lot like uh, Volk's last fight against uh, at lightweight. Oh yeah, against the Ayer. Oh, We're yeah. just like. One of these things is not like the other. Like, th there's 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 levels to this, and Volk striking is levels above where Taporia or Yair is at. Yeah. If and, he goes up, oh, go ahead. He's left Taporia as well. If 
he does go up to lightweight. I'm thinking a good uh, a first fight to really start getting into lightweight, filling yourself out, getting used to the the size differentials that you're going to be encountering. But I think Bobby Green is a perfect fucking shout for that because he's on his. Oh, he would smash. He would smash Bobby Green. Yeah, <laughs> career renaissance, Bobby that. Green. The thing is, though. I, I, in the back of my mind, right, right, as the bell goes, I'll be thinking, uh, Bobby Green can knock people out as well. What if he catches Volk? What's going to happen? He could knock Volk out. It could happen. Oh, yeah, he has the power to do it. Um, but, I mean, that he would, does it that to really people as well. Be... He does do it to people. It's not like it's a rare occurrence. He does, he does murk people. Uh, yeah, Grant Dawson comes to mind. <laughs> Talking about a nightmare, though. That would be really tragic. Anything more on 294? We do have... Um, let me get the big picture. Do we, do we want to maybe touch on the fact that the UFC seemed like really strange over what they were letting people say on the mic after? Oh, yeah. Or... They were cutting stuff out <clears throat> on the videos that are released. Yeah, and I think I think they sort of anticipated that sort of Islam and um, Makhachev, no, Makhachev and Shemaev. Yeah, yeah, they were going to speak in non-English, basically. Yeah, and I think they anticipated that, and didn't they cut they cut Islam off? I think I'm not sure about Hamza, but I think they cut Islam off. Oh, uh, they let Shemaev uh, go at length. Yeah, they did because he said some controversial shit, didn't he? Yeah, but they let him speak uninterrupted in his native language. Oh, did, oh right, okay. But um, I think for Makashev they didn't. Mm, it's a bit fishy, isn't it? Yeah, it is. I mean, naturally, you're going to... You, how could you not know that somebody's going to say something about what's going on? I, I, bet, I bet there were a lot of nervous minds at the UFC headquarters in the US this yeah, weekend. Definitely. That was going on over there. And do you know what? Like, should we? I know there was the Paulo Costa fight, but I think we should take us hats off to the UFC. Um, they they managed to go over there and de- deliver an event. I know a couple of guys fell out, but for the most part, you know, they managed to pull it off in a time of crisis. Shall we say? Yeah. It's so. What's going to be interesting is I think uh, Nathan, you brought up Bryce Mitchell and what his reactions are going <laughs> to yeah. be. Oh my god! I'm sure I, Colby I really Covington to too. Out. He, he could have walked out with a Bible. That would have been insane. Oh, well, to, in I, Abu Dhabi. I've got God on my side. That's all I need. You, you know, Benili Dariush did something not quite like that, but uh, in his po- he fought in Abu Abu Dhabi in his last couple fights, uh, and he said something like, "You know, Jesus Christ is my Lord and Savior." All you know. To a crowd full of, you know, Muslims. <laughs> hardcore Muslims. Yeah. I expect, ah. though, that like Colby Covington or Bryce <laughs> Mitchell, they'd be a little bit more in your face with it, like specifically. Oh, they, they could they could never let Colby uh, fight. No, no. Because he would, he'd probably get like stoned before he got out of the ring. Like, he, no, no, really no. bad. Uh, Nathan, no. He he gets murdered on the plane over there by one of like the Etihad Airways hair hostesses. Like, he oh yeah, even, honestly, he doesn't even touch down. All right, so point totals as we move forward. 
Um, we haven't... Ha like, Nathan, you gave some picks. I don't think... Chief, did you? I don't think you did. I think I went with the obvious ones anyway, so yeah. I'm fine with not getting points for this weekend. Alright, so, yeah, we're just gonna... Uh, we're starting off uh, fresh October 1st. Um, well, I guess October 22nd is 37 to Chiefs 48. Sad times. Get in there. Mm, mm, mm. Um, I need to find an engraver or something for <laughs> the trophy. For the trophy. All right. In our previews, we have it's a kind of a light two week block here on Friday, October 27th. There is a 1FC card, and my notes for it are, who the fuck runs this website? There's literally zero information on which fights are on this event. So that's kind of fun. But that one's uh, in the morning, Friday morning. We interrupt our program to bring you this important message. Hi there. Quick update. Um, I was able to find the fights that are going to be on this card. It's going to be um, the top three fights are Muay Thai. So like we had said, Nathan and I on the last recording, definitely keep your eye on some Muay Thai. Um, I think this is an all Muay Thai card. It is. All right. So a lot of Muay Thai. Check it out. So that's fun. <laughs> on the 28th, there is no UFC. But Fury versus Ngannou. Mm. Fuck Tyson Fury. Yeah. Sorry, it's been a while. Dead well said. Yeah. Yeah, I've forgotten. We've been trying to fill the fill the void, but it hasn't been quite the same. <laughs> um, is it? Isn't this like a? Isn't this soon? Yeah, it's Ngannou next. Thing? Yeah, it's next weekend. What? It's a week away. What the fuck? Yep. Um, I'm so just because I'm eleven points ahead, I'm going to go with Ngannou. <laughs> All right, if we're doing picks here. <laughs> oh, we might as well, don't we? Yeah, I guess I'll throw in for Fury. <laughs> oh, you, you, just you a spite. Fury will win. <laughs> yeah, uh, just, just you know, just a hunch. You know, I know it's a little bit out there. Yeah, not a lot of people can get on board with that. But yeah, I you're really going out on a limb here. <laughs> yeah, that uh, it's an all heavyweight undercard. Uh, I honestly tried to look through it. There isn't a whole lot that's intriguing so it's like a, the theme of the card i guess but yeah um b-sides plugity plug so that's where we talk boxing more extensively which we'll go into depth a little bit more on the undercard it's gonna be a lot of who the fuck is that uh on, on friday november 3rd it's another one fc is fucking weird they have friday fights and then fight night they're both on Fridays. I really don't understand the difference. They're often at the same venue. I don't understand what the difference is. But they have a fight night card. And it's going to be the kickboxing champion, Jonathan Haggerty, versus uh, Fabricio Andrade, Andrade, Tayo Ruotolo versus Magomed Abdul Kadyrov. That's a submission grappling and that's uh, that's it. No need for more. Um, oh, 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 November 4th. UFC Fight Night. This one's on location in Sao Paulo, Brazil. It's bottom up on this one. Ismael Bonfim versus uh, Vinci Pichel. 
Lightweights Rodolfo Vieira versus Armin Petrosian. Middleweights uh, Kaya Borallo versus Abus, Abus Magomedov. Middleweights Rodrigo Nascimento. 15th at heavyweight versus Dontale Maez. Gabriel Bonfim. Gabriel Bonfim versus Nicholas Dalby. Welterweights and the main event. Jalton Almeida, ranked 9th versus Derek Lewis, ranked 10th at heavyweight. Kind of a light card. Uh, the only thing really interesting is obviously the main event. Yeah, that's what I was going wanted going to ask. Is if is there really anybody on here worth paying attention to, even including a ranked guy in uh, Nascimento? I don't really think so. Um, it's not a lot of like super young up and comers. There's a lot of thirty year olds on here. I guess Gabriel Bonfim is twenty six, uh, fifteen and zero currently. So he may be looking for a ranking. But, mm, yeah, not 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 quite sure on uh, the rest of them. Chief, anything? Ah, sorry, talking on mute like an mm. idiot. Um, obviously, the Derek Lewis fight I'm looking forward to because that's my boy. Um, Armin Petrosian, I've seen him fight before, I think. Um, Same, I think I've seen him before. I recognize his name. We, we've probably we've probably watched them together. Then I think he's Armenian or either. Um, I think is he Armenian? Oh, yeah, I think he's Armenian, isn't he? But yeah, I'm I'm same as uh, I'm same as Nathan. I don't recognise a lot of these guys on here. Local person. I mean, yeah, yeah. Pro- I mean, it's, it's the way, right? Wherever you go to, you try to get local guys on the card to sell tickets. But um, I don't know. Do we know what time it's going to be on? Eight PM uh... Central Time. <laughs> because uh, <sighs> that was the thing about this past UFC uh, I mean it's not good for you two because when you guys start drinking you, you're drunk in the middle of the day and the event's already over But you said uh, not good? <laughs> question mark? <laughs> well it's better to go out and get drunk at night isn't it but um, yeah the event for me finished at like 10, 11 o'clock which is beautiful for yeah, us as nice. a European man um, hopefully, uh, I, hopefully we we see a bit more. I want to see them do more of that. I want to see them do more cards on my time zone. It'd be nice. Hold on a second. I have so I have here Almeida versus Lewis, but on our site I have Curtis Blades. Did he drop out? Yeah, that was cancelled. Okay. All right. Yeah. So Curtis Blades got swapped in, or Derek Lewis got swapped in for Curtis Blades. Other than that, the majority of the cards the same. Mm-hmm. That's it for our preview block here. Do we want to do any picks? We can do picks for the. I'm down to do picks for the, ah. just for the main or all of them. <laughs> just the main, I um, guess, if that's the only one that we really know. Uh, well, obviously, I'm going to go with Lewis. I can't go against Lewis, can I? How is Derek Lewis ranked tenth? The state of heavyweight. <laughs> no, yeah. there there are there are nine better people than him. Come on, Come yeah, on. he should be number one. <laughs> Surely he's got to be like number five, though. Come on, <laughs> what's going on? Uh, put me down for Almeida. All right. <laughs> so above Derek is Almeida, Ty, Spivak, Volkov, and Blades. That, that's his up till number five, and then top four is still 
gone Pavlovich, Miotich, and Aspinall. And no. then Jones, obviously, that holder. I guess he has lost a couple, haven't he, Derek, to be fair. So. Tui Voss is that big fellow, right? The Australian? Yeah, uh, the old shoey guy. Yeah, that's the yeah. one. Kiwi guy, yeah, he's uh, he's amazing. Oh. Oh. I think he's Kiwi. I could I could be wrong, but it's just the tattoos that he's got um, on him. Those are like uh, they look Maori. Maori. They are. They are. They're, they're Maori. Yeah. Bam Bam. He's from Kingswood, Australia. Could still be. Yeah. yeah. All right, that's it for the review block. Um, we do have uh, UFC 295 coming up in a few weeks so that's gonna be fun we're getting close to that magic 300 aren't we yeah jesus that that came on really quick this whole fucking year's gone by really fast yeah anything else we want to add in before we start uh getting our housekeeping notes all right let's he let's get into the fucking bullshit um network stuff um i mentioned b-sides we're going to be recording later this evening we'll be that's where we talk boxing um hard shell tacos is fun it's uh my cousin and i talking about life and how growing up kind of being the oddballs in really really hispanic families was um progressive patriots we've we're on a roll with the U.S. edition um, worldwide. It's just kicking off. So um, obviously there's a lot of coverage on what's happening in Palestine, Israel. But uh, we'll, yeah, I'll save the, <laughs> I'll save it for that. <clears throat> I tried my hardest to get it out of you. <laughs> you really don't want to talk Oh yeah, we, well, we've, we've talked about it privately and like I, but I don't make any, like there's no secrets over on progressive patriots and so there's no really no problem me saying it here like what's happening to the palestinian people is fucking horrible um nobody on earth could or would anybody who's sane could or would condone the actions of hamas the those fucking little cowards hiding like roaches but the palestinian people are paying the price for it and that's it's uh it's beyond asymmetrical warfare. It's really just killing people for the sake of killing people. Yeah, it's, it's just like fucking, it's just fucking shit in it. Yeah, it's, it really you know, is. Every, every day it seems like there's a new tweet from the U.S. Congress on you know a paper or something that some Chinese war fleet has moved into the you know the Red Sea and that the U.S. are moving their you know their warships into the, yeah. the region as well. Huge battle groups just, are moving into the region from the Chinese as true. well troops have been deployed i saw on twitter that um you might be able to speak to this more than me but apparently the one of the uss is it ronald reagan or, or general r ford sorry apparently they had like some special dinner on the boat and apparently that's what they do before they're going to go to deployment <laughs> i don't no, i don't know no. if that's true or not but apparently uh yeah apparently they had steak and lobster dinner or something like yeah, that apparently that, that's what they do they do that for like when i was Morale. yeah when i was in afghanistan um, I was out like out in the out on the sticks in the shit as I like to put it and when I got back to like the main base it's called Camp Leatherneck I was there and they were having like steak and lobster I was there for like a few weeks before we left and they had steak and lobster like every Friday night 
and <laughs> I'm looking around at all these people like what 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 the fuck are you doing here you're not doing anything god just thinking about you know having to clean myself with fucking baby wipes because there's no running water or anything or eating the same shitty MREs every other day or every day like it's and then these fat fucking pigs are eating this and get the fuck out of here I'm sorry for reawakening that memory. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, I'll tell you how I really feel about it. (laughs) There was one army reservist. I saw him. He was really, really fat. And he was carrying some, uh, like, four or five pizzas with him to, I don't know where. Like, bro, drop those and go to the the fucking gym, dude. You got time. I know you do. There's, yeah. there's no excuse when you, you're representing your country. There's, there's no excuse. It's it's a court service. Yeah, any any country. If you're wearing your nation's uniforms, like look like you fucking belong in it. Yeah. Um. Absolutely. All right. So that's all that kind of fun stuff. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> sorry. No, 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 no problem at all. Um, progressive patriots. Yeah. I get into that more in depth with a lot of other fellow veterans. And naturally, we are on the side of Palestine. The Palestinian people, I'll say. Never want to hurt anyone who's innocent. So, internet stuff. The, something that really, really helps is interacting with our social media posts or rating and reviewing the shows and episodes on whatever podcast platform you're using. Uh, I know everyone says it, but it really does help a lot. And that's why everyone says it. Uh, uh, mm. Socials and contact options. Our social handles are LVX Media Net on everything. If you can't find me, I'm not on it. Contact options. If you go to the website, lvxmedia.net, go to the um, ultimate fucking casual page and the contact options are there. It's uh, the phone number. You can call, leave a voicemail if you want, or you can text. It's anonymous. It's unattended. Uh, It doesn't get checked until just before recording. So there you go. And last thing, parting words. Anything you guys want to plug? Uh, I'll just say War Francis. (laughs) 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 <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. It was a little difficult navigating how to praise Makashev, <laughs> just given his his name. <clears throat> <laughs> yeah, yeah. We had that little kerfuffle. Uh, last funny time. little goof. Funny little goof. Last episode. Check it out if you haven't already. <laughs> that was really funny. <laughs> uh, it's a. Uh, I suppose that's the best we can do is some levity with how horrible things are going, but... Oh, man. It, it's, it's shit for everyone, you know? It's, there's right. a lot of people jobs out there as well. I've, I mean, I've seen... Uh, who was it? Uh, well, the boxing uh, Showtime. Fucking hell. Oh, yeah, Showtime Boxing is going... Showtime Sports is folding. What, yeah. yeah, well, PBC are moving probably to Amazon, it looks like, as well. Oh, I mean, good lord, yes. Please. I hope... Well, also, I hope these people just get the same jobs there. At what if oh. Amazon buy rights rights fees off, you know, Showtime or whoever? Oh, their their uh, catalog. 
Yeah, yeah. I hope. I just hope the people that you know, they get jobs there. I imagine that stuff. any any fights that PBC fighters have been on since PBC was a thing, they have rights to use that. But it's a matter right. of what happened before. They've got uh, there's one um, there's one Bellator card until the end of the year, and then I think that's the last um, content they're doing. I think is a PBC card. That's it. I did issue the, a correction. Um, last time I, I said that the PFL Bellator merger was was like had already gone through or approved or whatever, but it's not. Um, still in progress. Uh, I reached out to PFL. I have not gotten an answer. <laughs> not surprised. Yeah, I, I expect. I even said it like in my message. Like I understand this is a really sensitive topic. You can't really divulge too many details. Can you just confirm if it's still going or not? Just. Is it still a thing? Is it still happening? That's all I really wanted to know. Because the only... I've, only things I've been finding are rumors. Um, the only firm thing has been from one of the announcers in... I think he's in PFL. Mm. And that was at the beginning of the month. So it's been a while since there's been any like official news. Or news from anybody who's in the organization. Uh, uh, uh. Still, I think Nathan and I laid out the, the best framework. Keep doing the PFL league structure as they're doing. And then Bellator's your premier, like your premier championship level events. So yeah, you guys can just hire us. It's fine. <laughs> I'm available. Well, that's fine. I, I, so I actually am available. I actually <laughs> am available right now for work. So if you need a network or security specialist, I'm available. If there's anyone listening out there who needs a network guy, <laughs> get in touch. There's a reason I'm called Network Chief. There's a reason. Well, uh, there's um, enough people in Discord. We could we could start an IT firm, manage service we, provider. We, do, do, do you know how many people I have that's conversation with on fucking daily? <laughs> I've like five friends that I grew up with. I'm always like, you know, we all know IT. Why don't we go into business together? But like, we could none be of us an know MSP. anything about business. We yeah, I do have some business connects, like uh, like the admin side of the house. Mate, your MSP stuff, that's that's easy for me to do. That's that's bread and butter stuff for me, that is. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, same here. That's... Yeah. <laughs> but... Enough of that fun. Um, other parting words. Uh, our very awesome merch is available. If, any, if there's anybody who's a fucking designer, please, I need your help. I have no idea. How, I'm doing my best, and it's not very good. So. Um, Wait, you've designed it. You've designed it. Then. Yeah, all of the stuff on um, on the it's on the website. There's a little button oh, that's at the top that says shop or store or something. Yeah, I made I made all this. It's just our logos. Yeah, it's really nothing much to it. But if that's gonna do it, then that's gonna do it. Thank you, thank you all for listening. Peace, folks. Yep. See y'all later. Thanks for listening to this episode of our podcast. If you have any questions or comments on what was discussed, or have a topic you'd like to hear on the podcast you can leave a message on our unattended phone line at 833-589-7637. That's 833-LUX-PODS. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lvxentertainment.net.